How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, June the 22nd as we come off a Phillies off day yesterday following the losing two of three in San Francisco. Back at it tonight at home. The Washington Nationals, the surging Washington Nationals coming in town. The Nats have won eight of their last ten games playing much better baseball. So a, a tougher task for the Phillies uh, down at Citizens Bank Park tonight and tomorrow than another off day. And then four in three days in New York against the New York Mets, the biggest season of the series to date without question as the Phillies need to make some ground up on the New York Mets. And look, they got to handle business against Washington too. Luckily, Washington's been the one team in the division they've had success against recently but still need to handle business against Washington three four in three days doubleheader Friday and then Saturday and Sunday against the New York Mets coming up we'll we'll preview all that we'll look ahead to a critically important week of baseball it really is starting to get real so to speak and you know look we talked a lot yesterday and have talked a lot about this team's deficiencies and their struggles to kind of get over the hump and become a more consistent baseball team. And as I said yesterday, and as I I still believe until they start winning with some level of consistency, even mediocrity, so to speak, on the road, it's going to be hard to take them very seriously. But um, whatever is going to happen, whether it's, it's road wins or more dominance at home or whatever, if they're going to compete, they're going to have to start to do it soon. You know, they are hanging around. They are very lucky to be in their division they've in they're in as we've talked about many times somehow some way the Annalise went from the agreed upon best division in baseball to the agreed upon worst division in baseball and and the Phillies are luckier for it as uh you know put them in in any other division other than the NL Central and they're in a lot of trouble so um that is a positive but but now it's time you know they need to to start to make some moves we are on the cusp of July, you know, we're getting close to the halfway mark of the season here. You know, the Phillies are 34 and 35. You know, that is uh, tonight they play their 70th game. You know, we're, we're 11 games away, 12 games away right now from, from the halfway point of the season. And, you know, it's time. The Phillies are going to need to make a move soon. And they're going to need to start to win some games on the road, win with some consistency, win these important NL East games. Honestly. That is going to be one of the most important things down this stretch is is winning these games against the division opponents for the reason we just talked about. The wild card is ever and ever more unlikely with teams like the Dodgers and the Padres and 
the teams in the Central competing for it. You know, the, the, winning the NL East is the Phillies' most likely best path to, to the playoffs this year. And that's a, a massive week this week with the games they have against the Nationals, against the Mets. So um, it is going to be incredibly important the Phillies show up. Uh, we'll get into the schedule in a few. I want to dive in. Um, to look ahead to these games, they are important. But, uh, but a couple guys I want to talk about quickly before we move on. Um, three pitchers and two hitters. And let's start where we, we spoke a little bit yesterday about, but just to, to go a little further on the Aaron Nola and Zach Eflin thing. Let's start with Nola, and we talked about it a bit yesterday, but um, it is striking how much struggle, uh, how much worse he has been on the road than at home. We looked at the numbers yesterday. Is he already about two and a half at home, and it is a six. In the area of six on the road, Aaron Nola has literally been a completely different pitcher away from Citizens Bank Park this season in almost the same amount of innings, one extra inning at home. He has given up one, uh, he's given up 28 runs on the road and only 12 at home. I mean, that is drastic. 16 more runs on the road in basically the same number of innings. It's really bad. And we're going to talk about a few guys today and, and the theme of it being, you know, with this massive week coming up with the season starting to really get to that point where it's put up or shut up time for the Phillies. Uh, talk about some guys who can play the biggest role in, in putting up, so to speak, guys who they really need over the next few weeks here this week to show up. And, you know, Aaron Nola's right at the top of the list for a number of reasons. Obviously, the fact that he's just not been the Aaron Nola that, that we expected coming into the season. He's got a 4-2-2 ERA on the, on the season. As we mentioned, a 6 ERA on the road this season. And this team, you know, I mentioned it yesterday, but it's just true. When you when you look at the flaws with the team, the, the defensive liabilities, the lack of a fourth and fifth starter, the struggles that they've had converting runners uh, from getting on base to being scored, you know, all these things that, that this team really, the way they are structured right now, is going to need their top three pitchers to carry them in a lot of ways especially, obviously, when those guys are on the hill, the point being, they need to carry this team. And we'll get to Eflin in a sec. We know that Zach Wheeler has taken that uh, challenge and run with it. He has been the best Philadelphia Philly by far this season and certainly the best pitcher and one of the best in baseball. You know, a legitimate Cy Young contender. If it weren't for Jacob deGrom, we'd be talking about Zach Wheeler's potential Cy Young season. But, um, you know, Wheeler has is, is been everything and more, uh, these other two guys have to step up because we know what Vinny is. You know, you're not going to get anything special from him. You know, if it's five innings, two runs, you feel like you got a good one, so to speak, from him. And and Spencer Howard is one of the other guys we'll talk about in a minute. But, you know, the fifth starter thing, whether it's him, whether it's a piggyback, whatever, is is certainly, and it has worked at times, but is not a, um, theoretically, a, 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 super sustainable, high-level option for this team, particularly because of Howard, which we'll get into. But um, they can't afford for Nola not to be Nola. You know, and look, I, I get it. Baseball's a, a sport of failure and a sport where the best fail a lot. And, you know, Nola is, he hasn't been awful. You know, 4-2-2 ERA is not good, but it's not worse than baseball or anything. But for where he needs to be, for where this team needs him to be, He's been a flat-out disappointment this year without any equivocation. Aaron Nola's been a disappointment, a definitive one. 
And as you know, I mean, how many times have we talked the day after an Aaron Nola start or heading into an Aaron Nola start talking about how much the team needs Nola to be the stopper in this game, how much they need him to show up, and and then the day after we're talking about how he didn't. It's it's a common occurrence this season. And even the times when he's, you know, been decent, it hasn't been good enough in a lot of those spots. And obviously he's had some really nice outings, the complete game, you know, the, the outing a couple starts ago against the Yankees. He's looked good in spots, very good. But on the whole, and particularly the road thing, that, that's the most mystifying of it all, and it's really been for the last few seasons Nola's struggled on the road, but, but particularly horrific this season on the road. He's got to figure it out. The Phillies desperately need Aaron Nola. Just Aaron Nola pitching at Aaron Nola levels. They're above 500 right now. And they're game under, and he's been horrible for them. So this team needs Aaron Nola. It's... It, as easy to say as if Aaron Nola isn't better, the Phillies aren't competing for a playoff spot. You know, it's that important. Again, this team can't afford those three guys not being awesome. The way they're built right now, the way they're built for this season, they need those guys to come through. And Nola just hasn't. So that's one. Aaron Nola is an important, important part of this season. The dude needs to turn around. It is crucial. Zach Eflin. Um, I'm a big Zach Eflin fan. I think for the most part, um, he is a very good major league pitcher, and I'm very happy to Philly, but uh, he has not been as good as he was early in the season. There's no question about that. Eflin has been struggling, and you know, coming off his worst outing of the season really just did not pitch well in, uh, in San Francisco, again, in a, a spot where they really needed him. You know, supposed to be a Spencer Howard start. They're able to adjust the rotation and, uh, and get him in there, and uh, Eflin didn't show up. You know, gives up six, a seven runs, six earned. Uh, just didn't pitch well. You know, gave up four home runs to the Giants. On Sunday, goes five innings, six earned, seven runs total, and just, just got beat up. And um, it's been a uh, a string. You know, that's the thing is, no, uh, Eflin started the season nice, then really has, has been disappointing. Um, if you go through his last, you know, Let's go through, since the start of May. He starts May off with a six innings, two runs. Then six and two-thirds, two runs. You're feeling good. And then starts to go down a little bit. Six innings, five runs. Gets hit up a bit. Six innings, two runs. Better. Six innings, three runs. Earned. Four total. Six innings, four runs. Excuse me. Four and two-thirds innings, four runs. Then a nice outing, six innings, a run. Then five innings, three runs. And then the, the horrible one on Sunday, five innings, six runs. So um, hasn't been horrible, but has not been good enough and certainly not consistent enough for the Phillies this season. They need more out of Zach Eflin. You know, they need more. He's got a 4-3-9 ERA on the season. I mean, that's just bad. It's just not close to good enough. You know, he just has not been good enough. They need more from Zach Eflin. A 2-6 with a 4-3-9 ERA. That's, that's a problem. Way too many hits. Giving up way too many hits. The walks are still good. You know, he's done a nice job of limiting the walks. The strikeout-to-walk ratio is 83-10 to 10 in 84 innings. That's great. 97 hits he's given up in 84 innings. 97 hits more than a hit per inning is way too many for, for Zach Eflin. Um, and it's costing him. And, look, I know Eflin goes through the, the tired body phases and he's had those things throughout his career and all that, but um, they need more from Zach Eflin. He needs it. Look, it's not to the same level of Nola in the sense of of as much as I like Zach Eflin, you certainly expect more from Aaron Nola. Nola is, you know, 
coming into the season, we, we've talked about Aaron Knowles, the ace of the staff. Now, very clearly and very definitively, Zach Wheeler has taken that mantle this season, but Nola's still supposed to be that level of pitcher, and we haven't seen it, and Eflin is not supposed to be that level of pitcher. He's, you know, a, a notch down for sure, but he hasn't been good enough. There's no question they need more from Zach Eflin, and, you know, again, to the point made before that is just holds true, that they need Wheeler, Eflin, and Nola to be great. And look, is it somewhat unfair to ask as much out of a guy like Eflin? Nola, it is not unfair. You know, Nola is supposed to be one of your aces, and he hasn't been. That's fair. Eflin, is it fair to ask him to be an ace-level type guy or, a, you know, a two, the, a three, whatever you're... You know, I, I get it uh, that they're probably expecting more from Zach Eflin than he can deliver, but it is what it is. The way this situation is, the way the team is, they need more from Zach Eflin, so... Eflin and Nola, two guys who really stand out as if this team's going to turn it around over the next month, those guys have to be big parts of it. Um, all right, before we get to the hitters, uh, the other pitcher, I just mentioned him, but, but a, a quick thing on Spencer Howard, who we saw coming in relief of Eflin on Sunday and, and not look good, give up a couple runs. And um, I don't know what to do with Spencer Howard. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I... I I almost think you, you need to put him back in the minors and just worry about the long term at this point. I, I don't think what Spencer Howard is giving you this year is worthwhile. Um, and look, the piggyback thing has worked at times, particularly because Suarez has been so good in those spots or whatever. But, um, you know, Spencer Howard just isn't good enough right now. I mean, flat out and obviously can't give you more than a couple innings of strong, strong baseball and really wears down quickly. It's, you know, there's no role for him. And what do you do? It's the piggyback thing's really the only thing you can do. And, Look, I understand it's probably going to keep happening because they don't have better options right now, but but it is a, a problem. You know, Spencer Howard, and, and obviously the macro problem of the long term of this being the most important prospect right now in the organization as the only high-end, major league-ready prospect that they have, that it's incredibly concerning in a macro sense. But, but right now, just for the micro, for this season, uh, you know, they need more from Spencer Howard, and I don't know if he can give it to him. You know, I, I don't know if he can be more than what we've seen. And that, that's a major problem for this team. Again, and it goes back to why those top three guys have to be that much better. Spencer Howard's a major disappointment for this team. If he can give him something over the next month, if he can flash, I mean, that would be so big. Again, I'm not expecting it. I don't know how you could watch Spencer Howard so far and expect more than what we've got. But you can look at who Spencer Howard is and is supposed to be and expect more. They're certainly not getting it, and and that's a real problem. All right, two more guys, and I think one's the most important of all of all the guys we're going to talk about today. Bryce Harper. The Phillies need more from Bryce Harper, and look, I get it. Uh, and I am, if you've listened to this show at all, you know that I am a a Bryce Harper fan, a Bryce Harper defender. I often will fight for. The, the Bryce Harper's value, defend his value, all that stuff, and I still believe in him as a player and as a piece and all that, but the Bryce Harper we've gotten this season since the injury, since getting it in the face, just hasn't been good enough. And look, the injuries are clearly a factor. They matter. The back is real. It's a real concern long-term and now, and, and I understand he's probably playing through pain and all that, but the... Obviously, the way Bryce Harper started the season was awesome. He was one of the best players in baseball for the first few weeks. 
gets hit in the face, has these injuries, and hasn't been the same. And and that's the story, and I get it. It is a, a story you can track, right? You can see that it gets hit in the face, has these injuries, and hasn't been the same since. And I get that. And and I accept that. Sometimes injuries can can derail seasons or this or that, but here's the thing that, that I can't accept, and the, the problem I have with Bryce Harper right now is the way he's going about his business. I mean... Bryce Harper has not looked engaged in a game since he's been back. And I know he just got back this weekend, but prior to that coming back, you know, and, and then going out again and all that, and he's clearly hurt. He's clearly got issues, and I get that, and I respect that he's playing through it and all that, but, man, you're the leader of this team. Whether or not you're the leader in that clubhouse, we don't know. We're not in there. We don't know who steps up, who's an emotional leader, who's a talker. We don't even know if they have them. That's you know, something we've we've wondered about this season. But Bryce Harper is the leader of the team from an outside perspective. He is the highest paid player in terms of of guaranteed money. He is the most famous player, the biggest star, and ultimately the one who the team relies on the most from a a production standpoint. He's the best player on the team. And obviously Zach Wheeler has been that guy this year, but but you know what I'm saying. So, look, if, if injuries are hampering his play, I get that part, and it certainly seems from a power perspective and all that, it's playing a role, but... But the attitude, the effort, the investment, that's on Bryce Harper. I mean, he needs to give more. I mean, he is not hustling at all. He is not anything like the Bryce Harper we've seen the last two years of, of even if he has injuries, even if he's not hitting at the clip we want him to, he's, he's aggressive. He's playing with full-on effort. He's running the bases like a maniac. He's making plays in the field like, where's that guy? Where is he? The Phillies desperately need that guy. They need that energy. They need that effort. And especially if you're not going to hit at the level you're supposed to, whether because of injury or not, bring the other stuff. And it's something that Harper has been great at since he's been here. Right now, this moment is the most disappointing Bryce Harper's been since he's been here from that perspective. He just doesn't seem engaged. He doesn't seem locked in. He doesn't seem invested in the way that he needs to be invested in this team. Bryce Harper is the Phillies. I mean, you're the dude, Bryce. You're the guy. You're the most important player. You're the highest paid player. You're the face of the franchise. We need more from you, Bryce Harper. More production, more effort, more energy, more engagement, more. And again, I have, I have staunchly defended Bryce Harper. And I'm sure I will in the future. Right now, need more. And of course, I would like to see him offensively get back to that spot. And, and again, we don't know how much of his injuries and all that, but you, know, you need more offensively from him production-wise. But again, I can, I can look at that and say maybe that's the injuries. The other stuff, I can't. Harper needs to show up. This team has no chance if Bryce Harper doesn't improve and doesn't get better and doesn't play hard. That's it. Flat out. No chance. That's how important Bryce Harper is. So show up, Bryce. We need more from you. Desperately. This team needs you right now. This week. Big games coming up. We'll get to those games in a second. Last person, and this is, um, you know, again, we've talked a ton about him and the importance in this sense. Um, but but back to Alec Bohm. Starting to hit the ball a little bit. Um, the power still is not there, the drive in the ball, but in June, only 14 games, but in June, 340 batting average. 
350 for a slash. Now, now that 358 is not good, obviously. Slugging percentage, it's horrible. But starting to get going a little bit. A little bit. And if Alec Bohm can lock back in and even without the power be a 300-ish hitter like he was last season, you know, above that, what a difference it can make for this team's offense. Because, again, one of the biggest problems we've had all year is the inability to, to convert ru- base runners to scored. Run scored from base runners to run scored. And Alec Bohm has had a lot of opportunities with runners on. And, and if he starts just even getting hits, singles, and putting the ball into to holes and spots in the field, it could be such a massive thing. Again, 340 in June, that's something. It's the first positive signs we've seen from him. It's looked like he's been lost all season long, struggling at such a high level. Um, starting to feel like he's getting more comfortable and starting to feel like things are starting to fall into place. If Alec Baum can give you something, if he can be a bat for you that impacts things, I mean, that's massive. It's massive. It won't make up for Bryce Harper. They need Bryce Harper no matter what, no matter what else happens. Bryce Harper has to be better. Again, this team is built around you, Bryce Harper. Need more. But Bohm starting to hit the ball a little bit is a, is a reason for optimism. Again, you know, it's a, a lot of the talk about this team, rightfully so, has been shaded towards pessimism, as it should. You know, they've been disappointing. They continue to struggle on the road. They uh, don't seem able to get on any sort of real run and put things together and build on things. And, um, you know, it seems like there's a lack of leadership. And, again, they can't win on the road and all that stuff. So it's been deserved. But, you know, if Alec Bohm can start hitting a little bit, McCutcheon's already started to hit a little more, you know. You can start to see things happening. Reese is getting hotter again, you know, starting to heat up a bit. JT's been great. You know, Bryson Bohm, you know, Didi maybe comes back at some point. We'll see. But if Bryson Bohm can get going, it could be major for this team. And then you get those top three going, and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're competing, you know. And I, I know that sounds far-fetched at this moment because of how they played, but it shouldn't be. You know, this team is talented enough. To, to compete, at least. They're not the best. They're not a you know, World Series contender, frontrunner, whatever, but they should be able to compete in this division with these teams in this division. And that absolutely has to start with, with Bohm and Harper hitting the baseball and, and making this offense what it needs to be to help carry the pitching, to help carry the four and five starter. And again, you need Nolan and Eflin to do their thing too. And, and if those things happen, we can start to, get excited about this team and and maybe they start winning games on the road and all these things fall into place. But it all comes back to these guys, these important members of the team. Again, we talk a lot about the talent on the team, but we also talk about how it's top heavy. And it is, there is talent, but it is top heavy. If you're a top heavy talent team, if that top doesn't produce, you're cooked. So they need the top guys to produce. Nola, Eflin, Harper, boom. Those are four guys you massively counted on coming into the season. Massively. And they all need to be better. And if they are, it can change things quickly for this team. It can really redefine what they can be. But that has to happen. And it has to happen quick because they have a big week of baseball coming up. And look, we are just a couple weeks away from the All-Star break. You know, we're, we're almost, you know, again, 12 games from halfway through the season. So it's real. And, and this is a big week of baseball. You're playing six games against division teams. Washington's right there with you. The Mets are out in front of you. Two at home against Washington tonight and then a day game tomorrow. And then four in New York over the weekend. And then, look, there's no break after this. They got two off days this week, but then it's 
for New York over the weekend, then the makeup game in Cincinnati on Monday, which would have been an off day, then come home for three against the Marlins, then you got three against San Diego, still no off days, so, and then it's four in Chicago and three in Boston. The Cubs and Boston are both first-place teams right now. Seven on the road heading into the All-Star break there. And the Padres coming down before that are a great team, too. You finish out with 10 games against playoff-caliber teams, the Padres, the Cubs, and the, the, the Red Sox, with seven of them on the road. Um, and again, no off days after, uh, after this off day this week. So you get the off day yesterday and then an off day Thursday, and then no more off days till the All-Star break. So they will play baseball from June 25th straight through July 11th. No off days. It is time. They have to get it done. And again, it starts tonight. And luckily, you got the guy on the hill you'd want. <laughs> you know, the one dude you want, Zach Wheeler on the hill tonight. Um, big spot. You know, Wheeler, I, I hate to put so much pressure on him, but he needs to keep bringing it. Vinny tomorrow in a day game against Eric Fetty, so that's a big one. And then again, the weekend, you got Nola Howard, Eflin Wheeler going this weekend. So you got three of your four. To the conversation we had, it's time for those guys to step up and carry you and hopefully mix some hits in and score some runs to help them. Uh, just such a massive week of baseball. Massive, massive, massive. It starts tonight with Wheeler against the Nats. Hopefully they can get a win here and get on a roll here and and get something going because these six games right here are crucially important for the rest of the season. So let's get it done. Let's start tonight against the Nats. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then. Thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 